Happy Monday, Happy everybody. Happy Monday, everybody. How are you doing, Tiffany? I am doing swell. I am glad to hear that. I just love that song so much. I sit here and I know you're you giggling away over there. And I'm bopping my head back and forth. There you go. There you go. It's a it's one of those bopping kind of songs, right? It is a bopping kind of song. All right. Um, so hello everybody. It is Monday, seven o'clock, and it is time for bacon bits. My name is Marty Jalove with Master Happiness. Always trying to put a smile in your face. And how can we not smile when we're sitting across the table from the ever popular oh, Tiffany? There you go, Tiffany. All right. So today, Tiffany, uh, this is a very exciting show. Today we get to talk about something uh that is near and dear to both of our hearts. Oh. And, and what would that be? Oh, as if you didn't know. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about humor, the bacon of humor, oh. or the humor of bacon, whichever way, whichever way you want to flip it. Whichever way. Exactly. Yes. So, uh, like I said, this is Marty Jalove with Master Happiness, and what we try to do here is we try to uh, help you navigate those paths of happiness. I mean, come on, it's Monday. We're constantly bombarded with uh, anger, fear, sadness, so we're always looking for a way just put a little smile on our face, put a little joy in our heart, put a little skip in our step, okay, and just be exciting. So every Monday, Tiffany and I bring to you another acronym for BACON, B-A-C-O-N, and we talk about something to help you stay on that path, uh, help you not be just good at happiness, not just be great at happiness, but help you master happiness. Ooh. You're loving that, huh? Yeah. And And you know what? Here we go. Here, let's see if Tiffany's ready. And Tiffany, what do we want to do? We want to make their life Sizzle. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. So today we are talking about humor. And the idea here is humor is so important. It's it's something more than we anticipated, something uh, that we truly, truly need. And so let's get into this. So the idea and what we're going to be talking about today is uh, bacon again. B, boosts your health. Humor boosts your health. And we're going to get into that. Oh, yeah. I guess I have a lot of fun facts about that one. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) All right. How about this one? A, Aristotle's superiority theory. Are you familiar with that? No. Awesome. Then it's going to be a learning (laughs) moment here. Okay. Uh, C, creating characters. It's a key way of uh, adding a little humor to anything you do. O, observational comedy. This is the type of comedy we're all kind of used to seeing. A lot in sitcoms and stuff like that. And we'll get into that. And then finally, we're going to uh, delve into something. N, not getting the joke. The the pros and cons of not getting the joke sometimes here. Uh, sometimes there's jokes that Tiffany tells me I just don't get. I laugh anyway. See, but and I now don't you're just them. being really nice because I'm the one that doesn't get the joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, you get all of our jokes here. Don't sell yourself short. Yeah, oh, that's so, pretty funny. Yeah, so when we decided on this, the humor... Uh, Tiffany, did you were you excited? Did you dig up some jokes, any material that you really like? Um, actually, yes. All right. Okay. Uh, you don't have to. You don't have to deliver it now unless there was a, an appropriate time for it. I was just. Uh, this is just silly banter right now before okay. we get started. Well, you remind me of a man. What man? The man with power. What power? The power of voodoo. Voodoo. You do. I do what? You remind me of a man. Ah. Uh, that was actually from Cary Grant, um, 1947, The Bachelor and the um, Bobby Soccer. And nice. it, it's it's, it's a cute and... little comedy, and it just made me laugh. And so the whole humor thing, I wanted to bring that up. Excellent. What a great way to start yeah. the show. So with this way, we could chase away all of our listeners. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no. I'm just I guess joking. it's one of those jokes that I don't understand. <laughs> yes, it's actually very, very funny, right? So, um. Because you had mentioned this to me, that this was something you kind of grew up with. You've, you've heard did. this little banter that goes back and forth, right? Yes, it was, um, oh gosh, probably just out of high school or in high school, in a part-time job. And a friend and I used to do this all the time, and it just made me laugh. And the real funny thing was, people that would hear us do it didn't get it. Right, of course And not. so yes. they didn't know why we thought it was so funny, but it was so funny because they didn't get it. I think that, I agree with you. Sometimes <laughs> it is kind of funny. Those are the inside jokes. Those are sometimes... The most treasured one. Yeah. I've got a bunch of little inside jokes, different jokes with all of my family that we go on and on and we'll say certain things, do certain things where you'll see everyone else looks at us and goes, I don't, I don't get it. And that, and you're absolutely right. It makes it even funnier. And we'll cover more of that when we get to N, which is not getting the joke. Oh. But I wanted to share, share the one I was telling you out in the lobby here 
about uh, my family. Now, I'm not expecting you to remember it I all. don't, but it is pretty good. <laughs> right. So, um, And I think it was an Abbott and Costello routine. That's where this came oh. from. Every time we're driving and uh, I'm driving, I look around and I see cows on the side of the road. I always say, look at that bunch of cows. And no matter who it is, I expect them to say, herd. And I say, herd of what? And they go, herd of cows. And I go, of course I've heard of cows. And they go, no, a cow herd. And I go, I don't care what a cow herd. I never said anything against them. <laughs> okay. No, I, I'm sorry. You already told me that. I'm still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I absolutely love that. And I think I love it more that no one in my family will play that game with me. <laughs> Instead, we drive and uh, my son will be sitting next to me and I'll say, oh, look at that bunch of cows. And he'll go, uh-huh. <laughs> Just like that. He just won't say heard. Okay. Oh. And everyone just rolls their eyes like, no, we're not going to do that one. Come on, just humor dad, would you? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The other one that I always love that everyone, it's it's to the point where you tell the same joke over and over and over again, where you try to catch them. All right. And you try to fa- make sure that, see if they're going to fall for it again and again, is every time it's raining and someone goes, oh, it's raining. I go, well, I hope it keeps up. And they go, why? And I go, so, the, so it won't come down. All right. So I do those. Those are the jokes I do all the time to the point where they're painful. Oh, gosh. Okay. That's funny. Never heard that one before. Well, there you go. Now you can can use that one. Oh, gosh. Okay. So let's let's get right into this, Tiffany. And then let's because I'm interested to hearing some of your quotes. And um, I've got a few jokes I downloaded to kind of fit in in between so we can share some jokes as well. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. So I, I came prepared today. Yes, you did. All right. So the letter B is boost your health. I think this is so uh, crazy important that uh, we've all heard that saying laughter is the best medicine, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. And so in reality, it's not just an old wives tale. It's not, it's not make believe. There's some reality to it. Uh, What it comes down to is laughter and that joyous feeling kicks up uh, endorphins in our body. And what those things do is uh, those are like, uh, uh, they touch on very uh, special receptors in our body. They help dull pain. They boost your immune uh, immune system. Immune system. Immune. They they do something for you, right? <laughs> um, but they do so many wonderful things, and that's why it's so important that uh, we laugh uh, or encourage people to laugh. Encourage people to smile whenever they're not feeling their best. Um, I also had that la- a laughter raises your heart rate and blood pressure. Um, your breathing speeds up too. It's like you're exercising. Exactly. That's the. That's pretty much the only exercise so, I do. Laughing for ten to fifteen minutes can burn fifty calories. Wow! Wow! Awesome! Yeah. Okay. See, and so it's so sad because children laugh so much more than adults. Oh my gosh! You look at them wrong, and they start laughing. Exactly. Exactly. Wait. Are you talking about the adults or the children again? Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, you're absolutely right that what we need to do is as adults remind ourselves come up with things to laugh about and i had uh, read an article from the mayo clinic that was talking about the same thing we're just talking about here about how important laughter is that it relieves pain uh it improves your mood it uh, brings people closer together and that closeness brings more joy more happiness and that's why in hospitals all the time they're always telling you get family around you or get and or they want to get you out of the hospital back home so you're surrounded by people who care for you and love you because they want to produce that, they want to, um, they want to that happy uh, chemical in your body. They want to continue to produce that, make mm-hmm. make it uh, more and more, so that you get cured that much quicker. Okay. Well, okay. Um, females laugh more than men. Do they? They do slightly more, and babies laugh three hundred times a day. Wow! Wait, but so, women yeah. laugh more than men. Okay. Because you know why we're laughing at you guys. That's really right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> All right. Did you, did, so uh, you said babies laugh how many times a day? It says in babies, they laugh 300 times a day. That's incredible. Can you imagine as an adult uh, laughing 300 times in a day? Yeah. Okay. But you're absolutely right. You look at a child, they have, um, you know, they, they're, they're very limited. They want to laugh. They want to eat. Uh, they want to sleep. That's pretty much it, right? They have um, videos like on YouTube or the, of you you just make um 
a little sound or you you stick your tongue out or something and sure. they, they will laugh they had the videos of these babies laughing and that, laughing and cool. laughing and then you do it again and then they just laugh and Completely. laugh and we laugh right and it's, right and, there's something and then they start you start laughing because you're watching these videos oh, yeah. of the who, babies laughing who can't laugh when they're watching babies laugh yeah. right there's something about the idea that uh babies and small children like the consistency and the repetitiveness like you can tell young children the same joke over and over and over again because they like it and it reminds them of the feeling they got as we start getting older we start saying oh, i already heard that one except okay. for you of course you can yeah. hear the joke over and over right as long as they're good jokes all right um and so it almost seems like in my family everyone in my family has their own joke all right and it's so funny. So we'll say, oh, this is his joke. This is her joke, et cetera. So, so we, I have too big of a family. We're not going to get into them. But that's what it comes down to. Everyone should have their own personal joke. It's a signature joke. It's kind of like I always believe everyone should have a soundtrack to their life. So when they're walking down the street, uh, even if they're the only ones who hear the music, everyone should have a soundtrack. It just adds more happiness to your life. But you should always have uh, a pocket joke. To say, that's my signature joke. That's the joke that reminds me, you know, hey, t- you know what? Somebody will tell me the joke. I'll go, hey, that's right. That reminds me of Tiffany. Okay. So everyone should have that. So I encourage everyone out there who's listening, think of those jokes that really made you laugh. Grab one. Practice it. Own it. And make that your joke. So whenever anyone hears the joke, they're going to go, oh, that's right. That reminds me of you. Yeah. Because you want to be reminded of, uh, you want people to think of you. When they're laughing and they're and they're smiling and they're having a good time, going, yeah. oh, that's right, that reminds me of this person. Yeah, the um, you remind me of a man. Yes. that was my friend Gracer and I's. That was our thing. And when we would say it when we were at work, they knew that was our thing. That was it. That huh? was it. We even and I um, I remembered it because I was working out, so I was doing uh, my morning exercise, and the song they played was that. Um, oh, I forgot the the name of the group. But okay. it was um, kind of like a 50s thing. And they had that phrase on there. So nice. that, of course, reminded there me of go. Grace. And so Perfect. it made me laugh. It was it was nice. All right. So I'm going to interrupt us with a, a quick little joke here that oh, I really okay. like. All okay. right. Here we go. So a guy spots a sign outside of a house that reads, talking dog for sale. All right. So the other guy, he's intrigued. So he's like, wow, the guy's selling a talking dog. So he goes in there and he goes, so uh, what have you done? Uh, you know, he, he's, he's like, what, what's the story with this dog? And he, the farmer shows him the dog, and he, and he looks at the dog, and he goes, so what have you done with your life? And the dog looks at him and goes, I've led a very full life, says the dog. I, I lived in the Alps rescuing avalanche uh, victims. Then I served my country in Iraq, and now I spend my days reading to the residents of a retirement home. The dog was just eloquent. The guy is flabbergasted, and he asks the dog owner, why on earth? Would you want to get rid of an incredible dog like that? Oh, no. And the owner says, because he's a liar. He never did any of that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So there. There's how we're starting today. There we go. Oh, boy. So there you you laughed a little. Are you feeling even better now? That was not the answer that I thought was going to be. That was funny. That was funny because I didn't expect that one. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up that uh, oftentimes... As, you remember we talked about listening in one of the shows, and we talk about becoming active listeners. Often in, in uh, joke telling, the audience is anticipating an answer, and they're sitting there going, I think he's going to say this, I think he's going to mm-hmm. say this, and they do this. Have you ever been telling a joke and someone shouts out the answer? Oh, yes. All right, and that is the person, they, they're, getting so anti- they're, they're, they're so, getting so excited, they anticipate the answer, so they want to shout it out, and what they don't realize is they, they ruin the joke. They they shout out the punchline too soon, yeah. And it's because they're uh, they I don't know if they want to take credit for the joke or they are just so excited about it. So I urge everyone, even if you know the punchline, enjoy the joke uh, and let listen. The, yeah, let the other person get the satisfaction. Exa- because if nothing else, even if you've heard it, listen to it again. Because if if it made you laugh once, at least enjoy listening to it a second time. I've told plenty of jokes. I've been in front of groups. I start telling a joke, and somebody goes, oh, is this the one about, and you know, oh. the answer. Okay. What do, what do you do? What do I do? I, I just I just kind of smile, nod my head, and go, yes, that is that one. Let's see if we can come up with another one. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's all. <laughs> but it's also funny 
because uh, I've got a brother, Baby Joe. Baby Joe. Baby Joe, okay, uh, who is pretty good. I'm gonna, I can't even say pretty good at telling jokes. He's He, like, sometimes will get out a couple of good jokes, but most of the time he messes up the joke. Oh. All right? It, and it's very, it's very funny how he just trips up over the jokes all the time. And I think sometimes it would be even better if people would jump in on him and just shout out the punchline too early. Poor baby Joe. Yeah. Come on. Sometimes he introduces the joke uh, by the punchline. So he'll say something like, this is the blah, blah, blah joke. And, and I'll go, you know, that's the surprise. That's the <laughs> twist. We're not supposed to know that yet. All right. So I love him dearly. Uh, and I think just by contrast, he makes me funnier because he's not. Okay. And I hope he's listening. Oh, baby right. Joe. So poor baby Joe. See, Joe, you know, that was a joke. I hope that makes you feel better because, you know, laughter is the best uh, mm-hmm. medicine and you let's make me feel wonderful. If you're uh, drowning, let's see if he comes saves yeah. you. If it's oh. between me and you, I think he's going to save me. That, that's very possible. <laughs> that is very possible. All right, oh, so funny. we talk uh, we talk quite a bit about health, and uh, what we want to do is keep their audience laughing here. So let's let's get into the letter A, which is Aristotle's superiority. Okay, theory. you got to explain this one because I did not okay. get this. Throughout time, throughout time, everyone has always tried to define humor because there's some things you know we say, "Wow, that made me laugh. That was funny." But how do you define it? And because if you can kind of define it, it might might be easier to write another joke. So, you know, how sometimes you say, that was funny, but why was it funny? You know, when you see something, you think that was that was uh, intriguing. That kind of tickled me. I don't know why I laughed at that. And then you see it again, and you're like, yeah, I didn't laugh at it the next time. So throughout all of time, uh, scientists, philosophers, teachers uh, have all been trying to define comedy. And the shortest version of comedy has been, uh, it's called a benign violation, all right? And which means it's a violation. It's something we didn't expect, something that goes against what we are expecting in a benign way, in a good way. So that's all it means is it's a good violation. It's a good change or a good twist. <laughs> so as we're talking in a certain way and, some, and I say something you didn't expect, but as long as I'm saying it in a good way, uh, then it ends up being funny. Sometimes, <laughs> all right. Like, oh. if, if it is not benign, if it's not, if it's uh, not a good twist, if it's a bad twist, an evil twist, a scary twist, then that's how they end up writing uh, horror movies or thrillers, detective things, because something happens we didn't expect. But instead of us laughing because somebody slipped on a banana peel, no, somebody got shot. So that's a detective movie. All right. So it's the same type of thing. A twist, a twist out of the norm. Something we didn't expect, but something that was good, absurd, etc. And that's huh. and that's how we laugh. So that's the shortest explanation. But we go back over two thousand years ago. Ooh, that's over, a long time. Yes, uh, quite a long time. <laughs> and Socrates was hanging out with Plato and um, all these other guys. Uh, I said Socrates. I didn't mean Socrates. I meant Aristotle. So I'm so sorry. Everyone's yeah. out there laughing at me. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, okay. All right. So Aristotle's out there. With Plato, and they came up with what they said was the superiority theory, which means that people laugh at the um, uh, they laugh at other people when other people uh, fail at something, or they laugh at we laugh at ourselves when we fail at something. So we uh, we like humor where we're put into the superior position. So that's why the whole old gag of someone slipping on a banana peel is funny to us because it's not us that person slipped and fell so we are kind of in a way looking down upon them uh charlie chaplin uh used to say charlie chaplin and buster keaton some of the old great comedians from this uh silent age used to say there's nothing funnier than watching a man chase his hat down the street now it might have been them who said it but i don't know if they said it because that was silent movies okay or it might have been mark twain okay who said that but anyway they said there's nothing funnier than watching a man chase his hat down the street because he's just as he goes to bend down to pick it up, the wind blows, and he ends up looking like a fool. And so he is entertaining everyone who's watching him. So would that be kind of like Three Stooges? You're not the one getting hit or poked in the as eye? As, and yes, that kind as, of as stuff? you're watching it like that and saying, especially when they're making mistakes, not when they're being violent to each other, when they're purposely being mean to each other, that's a, that's a separate kind of feeling. Uh, but 
when the, you see them do something like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they're doing that. Like, they're so dumbed for, for doing that. So they're falling in that. Uh, some of the things when we're looking at superiority things would be uh, Rodney Dangerfield would always talk about himself, how terrible his life was. Okay, I think Rodney Dangerfield was the one who said something like, um, you know, I was so ugly as a kid, my mom had to tie pork chops around my neck so the dogs would play with me. Okay, so he would say things like that, knocking himself. So he was kind of saying, I am superior to my younger self. Okay, you've probably heard all of these old yo mama jokes. Oh, yes, all right. Yeah. So all of those are the same kind of things. Like somebody might say, uh, yo mama's teeth are so yellow, I can't believe it's not butter. All right. I'm not saying it was funny, but it's yeah. putting me in the superior position, knocking someone else. And kind of like the whole redneck. Yes. It might be a redneck if. Exactly. So we've gone through that for centuries, uh, literally, uh, feeling that the, the best humor, the easiest humor, was to uh, step on someone, to push them down, make fun of them. And I think some, some comedians, like I said, Rodney Dangerfield, turned it and said, no, I'll make fun of myself. All right, and so everyone loves laughing at that because it puts us in a superior position. So that's number one. Now, over time, they have come up with additional uh, theories on humor, and one of them is called uh, the the incongruity theory. And what that means is it's a surprise. We expect something. It's a pattern that goes through or something where, like, okay, this makes sense. I can make a connection with this, and then suddenly you twist it and something else uh, happens that you didn't expect. Okay, hmm. for instance, my grandfather died peacefully in his sleep, but the kids on his bus were screaming. Okay, so you didn't expect that. No. Trust, trust me, Tiffany's laughing. No. She's laughing quietly today. I, I'm one of those not getting the joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, you got that I, one. I, I did right. get it. I, right. I did, you're absolutely right. I did not expect that ending. Okay, how about this? Uh, this is Dimitri Martin. He's a uh, a young comedian, very good, very deadpan. Uh, so he said, "I'm sorry and I apologize." Mean the exact same thing, unless you're at a funeral. Oh, oh there you go. So these are the jokes that make you think a little think bit, a little right? Bit. Right. Me a little bit longer than others, but yes. <laughs> All right. Um, here he did one other thing, Dimitri Martin. I am a man of my word. And that word is unreliable. Okay. So you get what I mean? Is that's the incongruity. In other words, you are feeling we're going in a certain direction, and then all of a sudden we end up changing it, twisting it in a in a funny way. That that must be for people that are writing comedy. I bet you that's difficult to do. Yes, yes. That's why a lot of comedians say they end with they start with the punchline. They start with the punchline, go, how do I get here? In an odd way. How can I take people down a specific path and then twist them to get to this punch? Wow. Yeah, so, yeah, writing comedy is very difficult. Yeah, I bet. I uh, bet. Yes. All right, so the other one, the third one is relief theory. Relief? Relief theory. Okay. And that is kind of similar. What we're doing here is we are building tension. All right, we're building more and more and more tension, and then all of a sudden there's a relief. Like a, oh, finally. That, uh, like, it's it's a, a release that I, I no longer have to feel tense. And it could then fall into anything. I could be, it could fall into that incongruity. It could fall into the superiority. Whatever it is, it's building up a lot of tension and then giving us a big release. Okay? It's kind of like, I, I liken it to a roller coaster. The tension of the roller coaster as you're slowly going, going up, up the hill, up up up. up, 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 and you're like, okay, and you're holding on really tight, and then all of a sudden, the big release, and that's where the fun comes in, at the release. Now, one of the comedians who's always really good at this is uh, Jim Gaffigan. You know the comedian Jim I Gaffigan? Heard his, yeah. Yes, he is, he is great. He does a whole segment on bacon, so you got to love him. you got to listen oh. in on him. All right, so Jim, Jim Gaffigan, uh, this was one of his. Uh, the worst, he goes, the worst is when you ask someone on a date... And they turn you down, plain and simple. Because uh, what they're really saying is, you know what? I don't even feel like eating a free meal around you. Uh-huh. Okay? <laughs> Poor guy. Well, I'm just not going to crack you up. You know why? That is actually really sad. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But, but So what he would do is he'd pull, pull from that whole thing, build up a little tension, and then just give us that kind of release. Wow. Okay? 
So that's that's what we're talking about on those three different theories. So the superiority theory, in other words, uh, making fun of someone, which we don't want to do because it's there's a fine line between a joke and bullying. Uh, so you can do uh, you can make fun of yourself, like uh, Rodney Dangerfield. So that's superiority theory. The uh, relief theory is you build up a lot of tension, make us think, oh, what's going to happen, and then boom, you release it, and it's and it's funny. And then finally, the incongruity. In other words, we're setting a pattern, and all of a sudden, the pattern changes. So there's there's they're similar, but a, enough differences separate in three different uh, mm. theories. All right, so that that's your education for the day. Um, the world record for the longest stand-up comedy show, yeah, is forty hours and eight minutes. Forty hours and eight minutes. I wonder how good they were. That's a lot of jokes. Okay. <laughs> I had to say that because I figured you were talking about stand-up comedians. I might as well throw in that little trivia. There you go. So I'm going to give you another joke. Oh, boy. Uh, a li- <laughs> just even if you don't like it, just okay. laugh. Okay. All right. There we go. So this one's going to build up a little tension. All okay. right. And then throw and then a uh, relief. Okay? okay. So this guy is driving around the parking lot at the mall. Okay. He's zipping around. He can't find a spot. It's starting to rain. And he's like, oh, the, the closest spot is way too far away from the, the door. I've got to get in there really quickly, and I don't want to get all wet. So he pulls over. He starts praying, and he goes, Dear Lord, dear Lord, please find me a spot near the door. If you do that for me, Lord, I will start going to church every Sunday. I will be good to my wife. I will be good to my children. I'll be good to the dog. I will be a better man, Lord. Please do this for me, just as he does this. But boom, there's a clap of thunder. The clouds separate. Light shines down right in front of the door of the mall. And a parking spot just appears. The man quickly drives into the spot, parks in there, looks up in the sky and goes, never mind, God, I found one. <laughs> oh, right. That is really You like that, that one? That, right. was, that was really okay. good. Good. All right. that, that so, is, that's a Tiffany joke. All right. Perfect. perfect. <laughs> you can use that one. So that kind of gives you an idea, again, of the direction we're going in, how you build up the tension. You don't know where we're going. And then there's a release. All right, perfect, perfect. <laughs> Never mind, found one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, gosh. So C, C is creating characters. Now, we've done this a little bit, kind of a little bit, sort of a little bit in here. I don't know if you remember this, is the idea you can say almost anything in a different voice, impersonate somebody, say it in any kind of voice, add in a little uh, uh, accent, Make a, a give yourself a deeper voice, a higher voice, etc. You can say almost anything, and you will get a smile, a snicker, a laugh out of somebody. All right. Mm, okay. So uh, think about this. You uh, imagine just telling. Imagine telling your boss bad news, like you lost a whole bunch of files. Okay. So let me just hear you say in one sentence, like, "Oh, I'm sorry. You know, whatever his name is, Steve. We lost a bunch of files." Let me just hear you say that. Oh, Steve, we lost a bunch of files. It's oh. all Marty's fault. Perfect. Okay. Now, so not, nothing funny about that. No. Now, I want you to change your voice. Okay, think of somebody. Do uh, you know Yoda from uh, Star Wars? Mm-hmm. All right, try to do your best Yoda. There, I'm going to okay. throw one at you. Okay. All right, now say the exact same thing like Yoda would I say. I haven't done done this voice in a very long time. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even know you ever did that I did. Oh, okay, gosh, so. I was a kid. Okay. All right. <laughs> you were a kid. <laughs> no pressure. Good information. By, and if anyone needed to know that, Tiffany uh, confirmed she was a kid. Okay. okay. Oh, shoot. Darn it. Okay. <laughs> oh, Steve, I lost all the files. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Perfect. So, <laughs> you see what I mean? Oh, you got me to laugh there. That was great. Not only does she sound like Yoda, she looks like Yoda when she does this. Oh, right. I haven't done that for like since I was a kid. All right. So you see what I mean as far as if you take on the accent, almost anything you say uh, ends up becoming funnier. It's one of the easiest ways. So anyone out there who's listening says, I can't tell jokes. I encourage you to put in a couple of characters. If it's a conversational joke, put a uh, Try to give your uh, oldest person impersonation and your youngest person. All right. So uh, we'll do this to Tiffany one more time. Oh, boy. So, Tiffany, uh, do the exact same line. Remember, because there's nothing funny about the line. In the oldest uh, lady voice you can do. The absolute oh. oldest. Oh, Steve, I lost all the files. 
<laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> All right. This is this is like some this radio station is so much fun. It's like having a puppy. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Tiffany, I want you to do it one more time. This time I want you to do the youngest girl, like a a, a toddler or something like that, you know. Go ahead. Oh, Steve, I've lost all the files, and it's all Marty's fault. Beautiful. Excellent. <laughs> so you can see how, like I said, now imagine if you had a joke, and I said, here, read this joke, tell this joke, and you use these voices, immediately the joke becomes so much funnier. And if it's conversational, you could mix, you could mix uh, this old old woman, this little girl, and Yoda together, and, Yoda together. And, and create the whole thing, no matter what the joke is. You know what? Maybe if you used a funny voice, maybe your family maybe. would uh, do the herd cow I joke. I don't <laughs> think they would. I, I think they've given up on that. Aww. All right, so I, I will try I will try a voice for you. Okay? Oh, boy, okay. All right, so there are two pirates, okay? Because I love doing a good pirate uh, voice. Okay. So there's two pirates, and I'm reading this one. This came from, uh, I believe this came from Sid Caesar. A very Ooh. old. Oh, you know, oh, Sid Caesar. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. I did, I, well, you gave me a funny look when I said no, Rodney Dangerfield. Ex- yeah. No, I okay. was excited about right, this one. So, okay. So, uh, two pirates, named Morty and Saul, meet in a bar. Uh, so Saul uh, has a patch over his eye, a hook for his hand, and he's got a wooden peg leg. E gads, matey says Morty. What happened to ya? Saul says, "Me pirate ship was attacked." And a lucky shot lopped off me leg. So now I got a wooden peg. You got and you turned Irish too. He was an Irish pirate. <laughs> so, so a lucky shot lopped off me leg. Now I got a wooden peg. And your hand? Well, me ship sank. A shark <laughs> bit me hand off. So now I got me a hook. <laughs> okay. What's the eye patch? I was standing on dock, and the biggest seagull I ever done seen. Uh, he he pooped right in my eye. <laughs> but you don't you don't go blind from a no seagull poop. True, says Saul. But it was me first day with the hook. <laughs> All right. Oh goodness sakes. All right. So notice that that joke was a little bit funnier because of the voices. Especially well, you couldn't even get yeah, the joke out. Exactly. <laughs> So that's what we're talking about, adding characters to your uh, to your stories, to your jokes, adding those characters, not only in voice, but in movement, in the way that you uh, move around the stage, limp, uh, bend over, etc. Anything you need to do to make the story a little funnier. So we've been chatting away here while oh, we're running through time. Uh, what I'm going to do is we're going to take a little uh, break to hear from our the friends of the station. And we are back. We are? Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> You're still with us here, <laughs> Tiffany? We, I guess I am. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, somebody was saying that the, uh, their signal was a little glitchy, and I just wanted to tell you that was Tiffany's joke, a little incongruity. She oh. wanted to throw a little mess your way so that uh, you'd all be laughing at home. I hope it's working. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to put that one on me. Okay. Yes, we'll, we'll do there, that. There you go. <laughs> I knew you'd appreciate that, Tiffany. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so Tiffany, so far we have gone through three of the five letters of bacon uh, today. B, boost your health. Laughter uh, makes you feel better, and it actually helps uh, in the mending process. It doesn't just make you feel better momentarily. It actually changes your, you from the inside out. So laugh if you're feeling uh, a little ill, and laugh if you're feeling well. Uh, a, Aristotle's superiority theory was one of the uh, three. Uh, do you remember the other two? All right, I'll fill that in. <laughs> All right, it was the Aristotle superiority theory. Then came the incongruity, incongruity theory and the relief theory. Uh-huh. All right, you can look those up there. You can find all kinds of information on Google or on Tiffany.com. All right. Oh, he's <laughs> joking. It'll probably be some kind of bad site. I, uh, that's a good point. That's funny. No idea. Um, C was create characters, and we all heard uh, Tiffany do an array of characters. So now some of those characters that Tiffany did, now that we know she can do Yoda, uh, an older woman and a young girl. Maybe we'll we'll have those as those three as guests on future <gasps> shows. We can oh. only hope because uh, I have never heard better impersonations than I was able to hear today. Do you think maybe some pirates might be able to come in uh, studio? May, who knows? Those Irish pirates, the <laughs> Caribbean pirates, whatever. <laughs> who knows who's going to show up? <laughs> All right. So now we get to O. O is observational comedy. All right, observational comedy is just is just that. It's when these comedians 
point out things that they just observed, something uh, that we all are used to seeing. You know who was really, really good at that? Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, I was going to say oh. that. I would have got that right. All right, let's step back. Okay. Uh, observational comedy is where uh, comedians point out those kind of things that uh, are just right there in front of us that we all know. You know who's really good at that? Jerry Seinfeld. Yes, as a matter of <laughs> fact, he is. Great. Did you know that or did you just guess? No, I did know that one. Awesome. So I got a couple things here Jerry Seinfeld uh, wrote. I kind of like this. So Jerry, and so you kind of get the idea. I'm no Jerry Seinfeld, so I hope I do him justice by uh, using his words. Uh, I saw a study that said the number one fear of the average person is public speaking. Number two is death. Death is number two. How in the world is that? That means to most people, if you have to go to a funeral, you would rather be in the casket than doing the eulogy. Oh, that was the laugh I got? Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? That's one of those things that you think about, and it might not necessarily be funny, but it's something to think about. Exactly. You know, exactly. like, ooh, yeah, I, probably. There you go. There you go. So here, here's, a, here's another one from Jerry. Uh, the other day on a plane, I thought, I wonder if there's keys to the plane. Do you need keys to start the plane? Maybe that's what these, those delays in the ground are sometimes. When you're just sitting there at the gate, Maybe the pilot's up there at the cockpit going, oh, I don't believe this. I did it again. They tell you it's something mechanical uh, because they don't want you to come, uh, you know, they don't want to tell the truth over the PA system like this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to be delayed here on the ground for uh, a little while. I, uh, this is so embarrassing. I left the keys to the plane in my apartment. Uh, they're in this big blue ashtray by the front door. I'm really sorry. I'll run back and uh, get them. <laughs> that was my pilot voice. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was good. There right? you go. So, so you see all those technicians all running around underneath the plane? Uh, you think they're servicing it, but they're actually looking for one of those magnetic hide keys. That's what it's all about. <laughs> <Hide -a -keys. laughs> Oh, goodness. So you go. Jerry, 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 Jerry. So, so you see, that's a little bit of everything. It's observational humor. It's touching yep. on things that we're, we've all observed, we've all been part of. It built up some tension. We didn't know where it was going to go. Oh, true, All right, true. so it did that and uh, gave us a surprise ending. All right, so it was incongruent. It just did a little bit of everything there. Yeah. So there you go. Hail to Jerry Seinfeld. Hail to Jerry right. Seinfeld. Maybe maybe you should get on the phone see if we can get him as a guest. Oh. I, he would love to hear your Yoda. I, <gasps> I guarantee. I guarantee. Uh, That's right. That's uh, it. And just think, you were the first one. I was the first one? I think so. Oh, no. Somebody's got it. I used to play when I was a little kid with the... the By yourself? Except it wasn't Yoda. It was who? Kermit the Frog. Okay. <laughs> Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> <laughs> so even better. So so try to uh, try to have a small conversation for me, Tiffany. Make me make me really laugh today. I want to hear Tiffany. Everyone out there, raise your hand if you'd like to hear Tiffany uh, have a conversation between Yoda and Kermit the Frog right now. Oh, they're both are kind of the same. I know. I want to hear you do this. So everyone, I, I looked, everyone who heard me raised their hand. You know, don't we have to do number, the, the N? Yeah, we're going to get to that. Okay, I think we need to get no, to the we, N. We don't want to do that yet because I, well, this, you is, know, this there, is better There's a lot of joke. people that don't get the joke, so maybe exactly. we need to go but and explain it. First, we have time. to give them a joke <laughs> that they will get. Go ahead. Give us a shot, Tiffany, please. It's my, it's my birthday. It is not. No, it's not. But I know. It, but you it could be. But you did miss mine. Yes, I did. I did. I have you no did. idea. And we were on the air, too. Oh, was it the day that I had Lauren baking cookies? No, it was before that. Yeah, see? So yeah. blame Lauren. She was supposed to have you cookies on your birthday. No, yeah, Lauren exactly. made me the cookies for my birthday. You just, okay. Go ahead. We, Let's, well, no, I was <laughs> waiting for the end. No, no, no. We'll get to the end in a second. How about just, next week I'll come up with a joke? All right, fine, fine. I told you, see, I, we wanted proof that it. you didn't need a joke. All right, so okay. we're going to get into end, and that is and not getting the joke. Sometimes this is what happens is some people don't get the joke. Me. Uh, all right. <laughs> no, not you. You get all these jokes. Uh. You're giggling and, and grinning over here. You know who you know who was really good at this? My aunt. I've mentioned that before. She was so funny. I would walk in the room and I'd say, Hi Aunt, and she would just start laughing. I go, What? And she goes, I don't know. You you're always gonna say something funny. I'm just I'm just waiting. <laughs> and I was like, Wow, you're laughing already. <laughs> And sometimes I would tell a joke and purposely pause in the middle of the joke, and she would just start laughing hysterical. I go, what's funny? I don't know what's funny, but you, all your stories are funny. And I was like, that wasn't even a joke. <laughs> so 
She was one of those people who didn't care if she got the joke or not. She found the joy in life, and she laughed at everything. She would play with you with the herd of cows. Oh, my God, yes. But she, could, she couldn't figure that out. I, I, I'd say, uh, look at those bunch of cows. She goes, I don't see any cows. I'm not, where's my, these glasses? I need new glasses. I'd be like, okay, that worked. Okay, that's how wonderful she was. Auntie, uh, you remind me of a man. <laughs> so, anyway... Uh, what I wanted to talk about was the not getting the joke sometimes. She had the right attitude. She would laugh anyway. Uh, when we talked a little bit about when we when we tell jokes, we pull jokes on people, you know, practical jokes. If the person doesn't think it's funny, then it's not funny. That's what Grandma always said. Exactly. It's only funny when both people are laughing. There you go. There you go. Um, I like the idea of if I'm laughing at myself, then no one can laugh at me. They can only mm. laugh with me. Okay. Good point. So, um, not that I want to laugh at myself all the time, but anyway, uh, there's. I came from a family a lot of practical jokes uh, all the time. My dad played jokes on us. My mom played jokes on us. Uh, my whole family was big into jokes. Even Baby Joe. Even Baby Joe. Okay. Yes, yes. We love playing jokes on Baby Joe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time with Baby Joe, we had in our basement uh, an old wooden pool table. Okay, it wasn't slate. The bot that was it was wood, and we held him and my brother. We held Joe to the table, and with socks over his hands and stuff, we stapled him to the table, and uh, just thought that was the funniest thing ever, and just kind of left him there. And I don't know. I don't remember. He might still be there. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> Is that true? Yes, it's true. Yes. It. He didn't get hurt. He was just stapled to a pool table. Okay. <laughs> So we grew up. We grew up um, with our living room uh, carpeted. And you ever heard of those plastic carpet runners? Yes. Yes. Okay. So we had those in the house. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, it was it's a carpet protector. Yeah, it was a carpet protector. It was a, a long roll of plastic that you would lay on the carpet on those areas that got a lot of traffic, so that the carpet would last longer. This was years ago when you used to cover. You know. My grandmother had furniture covered with plastic that you weren't allowed to sit on. Okay, so you'd cover the, the carpet with plastic, you'd cover the furniture with plastic, everything. Okay. Anyway, uh, in order for that plastic carpet runner to stay in place, the other side had little pointy things, oh, yes. little nibs on it that would dig into the carpet. So it wouldn't move. It wouldn't move, right. And so my dad would get up really early in the morning to go to work. And he'd get up, I mean, he was getting up like 2, 3 in the morning. Sometimes he'd get up earlier. He'd get up earlier than, you know, before he even went to sleep, he'd get up so early. Uh, but um, but Ah, yes. <laughs> so anyway, we'd hear him, and we'd go in there, and we'd flip the carpet <gasps> over. So him getting up first thing in the morning, you know, with the sleep still in his eyes, he'd walk across this, and you'd hear, oh, 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 oh. And <laughs> he'd be screaming and yelling all the way to the bathroom. Get in the bath, and he'd stop. He'd flip the thing over, get go in the bathroom. While he's in the bathroom, we would go and flip the carpet runner over again. Oh, my God, you guys are so mean. <laughs> so he would come out and then, oh, 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 ah, all over again. And it was hilarious. Now, my dad's been gone a long, long time. But I know, I will bet anything, he knew we were doing that. and He acted it up. He did it more because he was doing it to entertain us as well. He was another. That would actually hurt. Oh, though. it would hurt a lot. I, I Unless he down. had slippers on, then no, you would. Oh, barefoot, always barefoot. Oh my! So we all loved those kinds of jokes. My dad used to love to try to come in and scare us all the time. All right, when we were sleeping, he'd wake you up in the middle of the night, you know, from a sound sleep to ask you if you'd needed a glass of water, you know, those kind of things. Just, just because he was just trying to get uh, self entertainment. You know, if anyone would ever put a giant Santa Claus in front of my door, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> See, so it always happens. And I'm sure that my daughter at some point now is going to make sure that she uh, picks on Nate. She's going to uh, play a practical joke on Nate for the same reason, because she learned it from her father. I learned it from my father. It goes back forever. And then when she has kids, those poor kids. Yeah, exactly. No, that poor kids are there. They'll be wonderful, blessed, oh. blessed. Because what doesn't hurt you just makes you stronger, right? Okay. All right. So anyway, the important thing is this: is when you tell a joke, when you're telling a joke, whatever kind of joke, and the audience doesn't get it. Wow, it makes the uh, teller, the comedian. Feel really stressed. Horrible. Yes, you're standing up there. I've done some stage work like that where I thought something was funny, 
and nobody was laughing, and you're trying to get yourself out of it, and what you all end up doing is just digging yourself deeper in a hole. All right, so sometimes you just lose it, and you and you get booed off the stage. Oh, I, that, okay. that would just be my worst nightmare. <laughs> Luckily, I've never been booed off the stage. No, but, but still, if you try and... the nervous energy of telling jokes or doing a routine that you think is funny and nobody uh, is laughing actually makes me laugh. The nervousness of it makes me laugh. All right, so it's, it bothers me, but I guess it doesn't bother me too much. I sweat a lot up there when that's happening. <laughs> was that when you were Second City? Uh, no, that's not Second City. This was in uh, the Metropolis in Arlington Heights. Oh. Okay, it's the, their their stage. Or uh, Laugh Out Loud in Woodfield. Okay. Oh, yes, yeah. The improv. That's still uh, there, yes. huh? Oh, yes. Yeah, fantastic. In fact, uh, my troupe uh, that I was in the, in the improv group with, they're performing there. They just performed the other day there. And so I've been trying to get back with them. Uh, you know, this whole... COVID thing is slowing down everything in the world. So uh, yes. I call it the stupid virus. Yeah, there, I, I, I agree with you there. So um, it's opened? Yes, yes. It's, and it's, you might perform? Oh, yeah. I'll <gasps> let you know. I'll let you know when I perform. Okay, okay, since I have a close relationship with you, do you think maybe you'll be able to save a seat for oh, me? Oh, without a doubt. No trust, way. Trust oh, because I am so there. <laughs> I think, I, ho- I really hope. It's somebody from our troop. Our troop's name is Sunny Beijing. Okay. I really, really hope somebody's listening because the fact that you said, will you save me a seat? There will be plenty of seats. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm so there. All I right. am so there. Oh, my gosh. You'll just stand up. I'll start cracking off. There you go. All right. Excellent. <laughs> you won't even need feel, to say anything. Then you'll make me feel better. What? What? Right. Is there yes. something wrong? Because <laughs> I'll just start laughing. I'll be like your aunt. Just start nice. laughing before you say anything. Fantastic. Excellent. That's Excellent. awesome. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, we're not there yet. No, but okay. someday you yes, will be. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Out. I'm yes. so excited. All right. So, now we talked a little bit about how awful it is when you're the comedian telling a joke and you don't get it. But also, when you are the only person in a room of people laughing and you're the only one who doesn't get it, you also feel the stress. Okay? Because you're sitting there looking around and you're judging yourself. You're comparing yourself to everyone else. And it's kind of rough when somebody tells a joke and you sit there going, I just don't get it. And sometimes it's a fake laugh because everyone else is laughing, so you're pretending you get it, but you really don't. So this is, um, like I've talked about my aunt, who's no longer with us as well. Okay, but this is one of the jokes she used to say. A man took his son to the brickyard and said, we're going to build a house, okay, and I need you to learn more about bricks. So he says, look at the three different bricks. There was the red brick, the orange brick, and the yellow brick. And he said, look at all three. Which brick do you think we should build a house with? And the, the boy didn't know. So he said, the red brick. And the father goes, never. No. He picks up the red brick, throws it in the air. It comes down, hits the ground, busts into pieces. He goes, that's why you never build a house with a red brick. He goes, okay, the orange brick. And the father shakes his head, takes the orange brick, throws it up in the air, comes down, hits the ground, busts into pieces. Right? And he goes, that's why you never build a house with an orange brick. So the kid goes, the yellow brick. Father picks up the yellow brick, throws it in the air, and it never comes down. Uh, I guess that's the silence because... (laughs) That's okay. My aunt used to tell us that joke all the time. Oh, really? Yes. And we'd all laugh because it was my aunt. Okay, tell me the joke. Honestly, when you said yellow brick, I thought it was some type of yellow brick road from the Wizard of Oz. And that's why I was waiting like, okay, is it Wizard of Oz? Nope. See, you're thinking too hard on the punchline. Uh Uh-huh. So uh, he threw the yellow brick in the air and it never came down. That That was my aunt's, one of my aunt's favorite jokes. That she told all the time. All the time. So and that everyone, was the joke and that would, was we, her. Yeah, and we would laugh and we'd laugh and we'd all roll our eyes going, all right. So her second favorite joke was this. Uh, this was in, back in the days when people could smoke on the airplane. Yeah, oh, okay. I remember A long, days. long, long, long so time ago. So she goes, so there's uh, on the airplane, there's this big uh, heavy set businessman, you know, three-piece suit, big cigar, and he's smoking a cigar on the airplane. And next to him is this little old lady, much like the impersonation you did. Uh, and she's got a birdcage on her lap and a parrot in the birdcage, right? And uh, the parrot is yapping and yapping and yapping. And this big guy's going, would you shut the parrot up? You know, I, I, I'm trying to relax here. Would you shut the parrot up? And the parrot's talking and talking and talking. And the woman goes, I'll do the best I can, but can you please put that cigar out? That's what is agitating me and the parrot. And he goes, no, this is a free country. I'm going to smoke my cigar. And he's breathing in this cigar and he's blowing the smoke at the parrot. And the parrot's coughing and yakking and yakking. And uh, the parrot's yelling, put out the cigar, put out the cigar. And the woman's like, please put out the cigar. And he goes, no, you shut up that parrot. And they're arguing back and forth and back and forth. 
Finally, the flight attendant comes over and says, I've had enough of this. I am sorry. Grabs the parrot, grabs the cigar, rolls down the window, like they do on the airplane, throws the parrot and the cigar out and shuts the window. Now the old woman and the man just sit there, cross their arms. Huh? I can't believe it. Little while later, they're not talking. All of a sudden, the parrot flies by the window. And what do you think the parrot has in his mouth? A cigar. The yellow brick. Oh, <laughs> darn you, Marty. <laughs> There you go. That's how good of a joke teller my aunt oh, was. <laughs> I'm sitting here like really into it. I'm like, ah, oh, the scar. That was, that was, oh. There you go. So I love, I love that joke because it kind of gave you the feeling of what we're saying. N is not getting the joke. So that first joke, how did that make you feel? When I tell you the joke, and I'm telling you my aunt, who's passed away, told me this joke. How did that make you feel? Yeah, I like I said, I thought it meant some kind of Wizard of Oz yellow brick right. road thing. And we're sitting here, and you're thinking, I don't know. I'm feeling uncomfortable. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And so then we tell you another joke, kind of get you, forget, you, forget all about the first joke, and there's the big relief where we tie everything together. Okay? Oh, my goodness. So, I never heard that before. That was good. <laughs> that was good. All right, so... I think we learned a little something about humor today, and that is, we'll go through them again. Uh, B is boost your health. A is Aristotle's superiority theory, one of the three main theories of comedy. C, creating characters. You heard those fantastic characters that Tiffany created. Okay. O, observational comedy, some of the easiest, most most current comedy. We hear so many great comedians are doing this, and they're pointing out just things that we all observe on a daily basis. And then N, sometimes we're just not going to get the joke. So if someone's not getting the joke, try to help them out a little bit. Don't talk over their head. Know your audience. Don't tell the same jokes that you would uh, to preschoolers that you would tell surgeons. And don't tell surgeons the same jokes you'd tell preschoolers. Mm-hmm. So know your audience so that maybe they'll get the joke. You'll be uh, remembered as a funny person. And you'll be healthier. There you go. And you'll be much healthier. You'll be healthier. Because you don't want to be stressed out. You want to be B, boost your health. Okay. So mm-hmm. Tiffany. I know you've got some quotes here. I do. Uh, Let's hear what you've got. Laughing is the is and always will be the best form of therapy. Okay. We were talking about that. That yes. Did somebody famous say that, or did you just say that? Um, we're going to go with me because I can't read it. Excellent. It's too small. Hey, you're, you're always coming up with great uh, <laughs> sayings, so of course that was you. Um, every time you are able to find some humor in a difficult situation, you win. All right, I'll buy that. Yes. Um, don't take life so seriously. You're never going to get out alive. Bam. I agree with that. <laughs> Who said that? Was that Gandhi? Um, Albert Hubbard. Oh, that's probably Gandhi's neighbor. Could be. Yes. All right. His buddy. Um, it's the ability to take a joke, not make one that proves that you have a sense of humor. I concur with that. Um, you got one more or do you want to call uh, it a wrap? Well, I don't know. Uh, you don't stop laughing because you grow older. You grow older because you stop laughing. Oh, that is probably the best one you have See? ever said. That I left the awesome. best one for last. That is awesome. All right. So, uh, Tiffany, what I want to say is, can you say goodbye to uh, everyone out there? Oh, I guess I can. Um, goodbye, everyone. And I will see you or see you, hear you, talk to you on Monday.